I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. So I've recently done a short film called Phantoms, which was co-written and produced by Parvinder Shergal and co-written and directed by Alex Kavanagh. Um, It's difficult to talk about it too much without giving away uh, too many plot points, but it's basically a very unsettling psychological thriller. Uh, It focuses a lot on mental health issues and dysfunctional relationships. Um, Yeah, Phantoms was a really great filming experience. The whole team were so wonderful to work with. Um, We're not sure on an exact release date just yet, but that's currently in post-production and due for release later this year. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club. You would have noticed that wasn't my voice that brought you in, but no, that was the voice of one of our two guests that we've got today. We've got Christine Walsh and Adam Bennett on the show today. Both actors, both going to give us an insight into what it's going to be like being on the other side of the camera. We do talk about films a lot on this podcast and we chat with a lot of other people, but I'm really excited today to share this conversation with you. As I learned a lot, got great insight into what it's like to be an actor and dive into that world. I'm going to give you a bit of an overview of what Christine and Adam have done in the past. Christine's starred on a lot of great TV shows, including Coronation Street, Hollyoaks, Emmerdale, Cold Feet, and Tin Star. She's worked in a lot of theatre and on a lot of films as well. You heard her there talking about her latest project, Phantoms, which is going to be released later on in the year. And she's also starred in The Music Box, a short film which she starred on with our second guest, Adam Bennett. Adam has worked in a lot of theatre, done a lot of writing, and also starred in films such as Unbelievable, Foam, which is a fantastic film which got released only a week or so ago, so check that one out, and his latest project, Wrong Bill, which will be released later on in the year, so I'm told. So, we had a fantastic conversation. As usual, I had loads of questions to pile their way, and they gave me some fantastic answers, telling me loads of stories about what they've done. They've also starred and worked on loads of other projects that I didn't mention there, and we'll go through these throughout the conversation. You're going to love this. It's going to give you a great insight and they're two great actors and two very nice people as well so it was lovely to chat to them so without further ado let's dive into the conversation hello thank you for joining me adam and christine and on the glassy media film club podcast you are our second guest with the first pair on this little sub-series have been getting going of chatting about all things film, video, creative arts and everyone involved with it. So thank you for agreeing to have a chat with me. I'm very excited to go into your experiences in the world of acting. No problem at all. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks very much for having us. No problem. You're honoured. You're second guest ever. That's amazing. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Like these will be the ones that go down in history when I'm on episode 100 and then they'll put these onto vinyl the first time. Do you remember the time? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm excited to have you on because, like I said, um, not spoke to any actors before and I've never had any experience in the world of acting myself <laughs> so I love getting different perspectives in everything to do with film and video and um, this is kind of the other side of the camera for me so I'm going to be throwing questions at you left right and centre to on. try and get into oh, your shoes good. and learn sounds a little good. bit myself like I said the <laughs> loose premise I try and have going is I want to learn a bit uh, that I can take away at the end so hopefully we can get um, through something like that. So <laughs> let's crack on. I think we'd, let's have a chat about you know, your past work, experiences, projects you've been involved with. Um, because I'm intrigued to hear about that because you've both done some exciting stuff and um, you can tell me all about that and what you've done through it. We'll start off. Adam, I just want to say to you, I've watched a few of the short films you've been in, in the last few years. You know, we've been back and forth and then when you've been in them, you've done quite a range of genres, which I love. <laughs> I'm always keen on experiencing different ones, going from the comedy, which I watched very recently, which was got Unbelievable. Is that the title? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That, <laughs> that cracked me up. Like, there was a lot of like, <laughs> laugh out loud moments in that. Like, it's quite absurd comedy to drama to the kind of thrillery, horrory uh strangeness of um your latest one which is out soon which is foam um oh, God, yeah. which enjoyed watching all of them as much as the other so what 
got you into doing a bit of acting and how did it start off and where have you kind of progressed from since then? Oh my goodness. Well, it started uh, as a teenager, really, 15, 16. I kind of joined a little drama school uh, in Preston. Uh, shout out to the players. Yeah, shout uh, out, players. <laughs> Deborah Carter. Shout shout out. Out. That's actually where we met as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Deborah Carter, she was a, a um, amazing teacher. She ran this little school. It was, a, it was, it was such a, I don't know, just a awakening really experience. Not to be overly dramatic, but I am. I am uh, no, that's what I'm for. Drama. This is it. Yeah, exactly. Face. You've that's got to be. <laughs> Caught the bug for it, and I. Um, it's, um, we, we put on a show in Preston. Uh, it was Arthur Miller's The Crucible. That was kind of the first real play I was a part of, really, at 16. And ever since then, you know, treading the boards has been has been a, a wonderful thing for me personally. Um, but also since I've gone to kind of acting for the camera as well. Um, but yeah, ever since the players, it's just been that that bug that I've I've never wanted to um, get rid of. Yeah. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Amazing. What's been the what's the balance then that you've done through acting between theatre and then stuff on camera? Um, so I've done a lot. I would say a lot more theatre in the sort of the early years, sort of late teens, early twenties. Um, so a couple of years ago, I got the I actually got the chance to write my own play, uh, which was really exciting. So we put that on That's at the awesome. uh, yeah. at the Lara Studio. Um, it was called On the Side. It was a little comedy. Like a little sitcom comedy about um, about uh, parents and their um, their children. You, know, you uh, played okay, a little yeah. football league, and it was about football parents. I'll be kind of sh- yeah, 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 shouting at the side sidelines. Like, cra- yeah, like crazy helicopter parents. <laughs> and um, all, all the drama that ensued between the little families and what was going on in the home. It was very much sitcom comedy, but funny, mm, okay, real cool. people stuff you could like just sit down and chuckle to and. That was a lot of fun. It was the first time ever I actually wrote a full play script, um, and you, you know the, the anxiety I got thinking, I hope this is actually funny. I hope this uh, people actually laugh because <laughs> when you rehearse something to death, you think, no, oh, this isn't actually funny anymore. Yeah, and yeah, comedy, no, uh, yeah, comedy is so so tricky because even if you start off with a really strong script, by the time you've rehearsed it, you know, a hundred times, you're not necessarily laughing at the same places and. And yeah, you just get that paranoia, especially on opening night. Like, oh my goodness, is this actually gonna uh, translate? And then it did. It, it did. did. It went down well. So that was yeah. good. Audiences loved yeah. it and laughed, and I, I couldn't be happier. It was yeah, that was an awesome experience. Yeah, um, I imagine that because the thing with like drama, obviously, you know, a strong story is a strong story. It's going to be emotive, and it can keep being emotive when you see it. But with comedy, yeah. it's that instant moment yeah. of laughter that you want and when you're kind of absorbed with that you know it's very different to a kind of storyline it's those you know it's those jokes it's those yeah. moments so I can imagine that is tricky that's yeah. fascinating so how did that opportunity present itself to you of being able to uh, write that and then um, perform it um so it was originally we were part of um we, we joined another little school uh, called Sterling uh, which uh, Sterling Academy um, and it was through them that we got the chance to produce the play um, and they wanted me to write the script for it. Um, so that was just a chance where we didn't have to put too much of our own money into the production of the, of the actual show itself. They just wanted the script writer and a, we had a decent cast, really good cast. Um, Christine was in it as well. She was marvellous was. in it. It um, was indeed. But yeah, it sort of came about through that. And then since then, uh, we thought, why not Why not make more of our own platforms? Because yeah. you know, going for auditions and stuff is one thing and it's great, but I think... We've always had this idea of trying to create our own platform, what we want to do mm-hmm. and get our own writing out there. And we'll probably go on later once you get over to Christine about Chosen. Uh, I'll just drop it in now. It's like a okay, little teaser. Yeah, drop the scene. <laughs> that, was the, that, was the next, that was the next level. We went, we, we went ne- up to yeah, next level in terms of playwriting. Next level in terms of throwing yourself into a situation that you have never done before and you're like, oh my God, is yeah. this going to work out? The real it was deep ne- end. Yeah, next level in terms of stress, but uh, yeah, that, 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 they were both amazing yeah. um, opportunities, and and we were uh, we met so many great actors through that class, and we're still like, in contact with a lot of them and working with a lot of them. So yeah. it's that's been really, yeah, really yeah. great. And one of them in particular, yeah. well, from from that I went on to write. Uh, it was a short comedy that hasn't it hasn't actually been released yet, 
Um, we filmed it towards the end of last year. It's called Wrong Bill. And it was a little comedy about a guy who gets kidnapped um, by two masked men. It doesn't sound like a comedy, but... <laughs> but it, it turns out he was planning to be kidnapped and it's the wrong guy and they've got you know, oh, okay. it's a bit of a um, mistaken identity crisis going on and then hilarity ensues but it was uh, the guy who did who played uh, the title character good friend of mine great actor Josh Entwistle I actually worked with him a few times and we did we, did, we originally did it as a sketch at the Lowry yeah. as part of a comedy show okay. and we thought why not make this into a film uh, so I wrote the script on it we filmed it towards the end of last year and it's still in post-production at the moment due to obviously you know, what's happening in the world, but um, really looking forward to that getting released because it's um, we've seen the rough edit yeah. and Josh is amazing. If you yeah. ever, if you ever see Josh do improv comedy, he's an absolute genius at it. So uh, um, the guy who made the film very special. It was it was good to do that as well. Good to get a, a, a bit of um, my own writing in front of the camera. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I bet it's unbelievably satisfying to write something and then kind of see it come together, especially when you're performing in it. Like, mm-hmm. I had this chat um, when I did the first episode of the podcast with a writer called Simon James, and he has he writes a lot of scripts for theatre. Yeah, yeah. He's been getting more and more into the production side as well. So he said he loves that writing it and then working with the actors as well. But you've got the complete full circle of writing it then bringing it together with them performing in it as well so you yeah, imagine yeah. that's unbelievably satisfying but yeah that sounds fantastic Definitely. and i look forward to seeing the wrong bill yeah, yeah. when that gets released as well it's the, conne- it's the connections you make as well when you're doing stuff like this it's um i just think it's um, like uh, for example with wrong bill we shot it at 532 studios it's called yeah. in manchester which is just this like place run by a guy called simon naylor and uh, amazing. and Alexandra Maxwell, who is also amazing, uh, and they run. It's like they have this like labyrinth building full of like all these different rooms. Okay, just incredible, and you can just pick one you want. And they have this disused, decrepit old office space that was just perfect for two guys yeah, yeah. to kidnap someone and take them there. <laughs> and it was like How, this is just this is amazing. So yeah, those guys, fifty three two, amazing people. And again, that was another opportunity to get to meet those people and. Uh, have them help produce the film, um, and, and that's that's the brilliant thing about filmmaking. You just meet so many talented yeah, people definitely. and make them connections. Yeah. It's uh, and Manchester's full of them, thankfully. So. Thrive, yeah, I absolutely love that as well. It's like, like I said, it's the people you meet because you've got people from so many different uh, walks of life and perspectives, adding different things to it as well. But what I love is that you work with people who all kind of see the world in the same way as you do. A kind of yeah. have this perspective as well like optimistic and creative and you know and mm. that's the people you want to spend time with and that's yeah. what's quite exciting about it and it's good For to sure. hear you to say that <laughs> you said that you both uh met in a drama group so yeah. this brings us nicely to going on to you christine talking about the work that you've done so i'm gonna go throw straight in with the big hitters you've been <laughs> in Emmerdale, coronation street cold feet I was watching uh, some nice clips of you online before, you know, and then, you know, I felt starstruck as I, uh, you know, I've been known to dip my toe into the soaps before and have a little watch. So when I seen you in the scenes, I was like, oh, this is exciting. Um, yeah. You know, so there you go. There's a big, so I'll ask the same question of since you've been acting, what's the kind of balance of things that you've uh, mm. appeared in with theatre and on camera and how has that developed and what do you like doing um, between the two? Um, I have always just really liked a mixture of the two. Mm -hmm. I think they both test you as an actor in completely different ways, um, but in really, really important ways. Uh, So I I think at the kind of beginning of my career and training, I was focused more on theatre, which is quite typical for actors to start in theatre. And that's how you kind of learn your trade and hone your craft. Um, And then uh, I think, I can't remember when it was exactly that I started working in the camera, but maybe it was like around 2012. Mm. I actually started doing some extra work um, and did that for a little bit. And then I took a bit of a break and then I decided to get back into acting, but really seriously. And I signed with my current agent, Alex Priestley Callan, just over two and a half years ago now. and then started doing more TV. So I'd say over the past couple of years, it's been weighted more to TV, but that doesn't mean that I don't still 
love the theatre. I just, yeah, I yeah. love having the balance of the two. Although I will say that um, I'm now more scared of theatre than I think I used okay. to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's Why one is of that? The, <laughs> I think it's one of those things that just like, you need to keep doing it quite consistently. Mm-hmm. And if you sure. don't, you start to really uh, over question yourself as a, as an actor and just, um yeah so it's been a nice balance and that's what i hope to continue throughout my career as well yeah no i see what you mean though with the the theater so is it anything where you expose it directly to the public is that something that you know you've got it in you you've done it but if you've not done it for a while it's It's, something that's probably nerve-wracking anyway but if you've had uh, a bit of a break from it then no matter when you do it that's going to be uh nerve-wracking but yeah Yeah, no that sounds great no, sorry. I was just want to say it's it's so important to like to to do that work because you learn how to trust yourself as an actor as well, sure. and to trust the other people that you work with. Uh, so yeah, it's good to exercise that muscle. But yeah, hopefully I'll be back in front of a live audience soon. Although when that will be possible, I don't know. But fingers crossed. Oh yeah. Well, well let's not go down that road, or else I know, yeah. we really get ourselves in a rabbit <laughs> let's hole. Let's pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. Bang myself my head against the wall so many times on that. So <laughs> you know, night off. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you. You said that you're now progressing to doing more TV, so I'm going to give you a double question on this one. So okay. firstly, what's it like then? What's been the, have you felt the difference of going, obviously doing a lot of theatre, but then working on these sets and working on productions where obviously there's going to be quite a big setup as well, like I said, the things that yeah. you've appeared in. And following from that, why do you see yourself going down that? What's kind of giving you the spark to kind of pursue more of that? Um... It, it just tests you in a completely different way as an actor. And I know this, this is going to sound a little bit strange and completely obvious, but it really makes you very aware of what your face is doing okay. um, in a yeah. way that you don't really have to be so aware of that when you're on the stage. Or I think, sure. you know, you can get away with a certain more melodramatic style of acting. And sometimes yeah. that will really work, especially in larger venues. Um, but, stage you're kind of projecting outwards and yeah. then with camera you kind of yeah exactly it, it's that kind of um that switch between external acting and then internal acting mm-hmm. um and I think probably if I'm completely honest I am more personally drawn to that internal process and those subtleties mm-hmm. that the yeah, camera yeah captures and the camera is and the first time you work with a camera it kind of just blows your mind because you're like oh my god it captures just the yeah. minutia just a- absolutely everything that you're thinking why is my eyebrow twitching so yeah, much yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i think i'm just naturally drawn to to that style of acting although i would say i i do enjoy them both um and in terms of what it's like i have been so lucky in the past two and a half years to have worked on some really well-established shows with well-established casts and amazing crews, amazing directors. And I've had a really, really great experience. Like I can't point to anything and say, oh, that was horrible. Or I was, I, you know, yeah, didn't yeah. feel welcome there. It, they're really well-oiled machines as well. Um, and it's great to see that. It's great to kind of have those experiences be your first experiences on set because you mm-hmm. see how it should work. Like you just yeah, yeah, yeah. have good examples all around you all the time. Um, so yeah, it, it's amazing. It's really exciting. It's, it is really nerve wracking. And I think, you know, when I'm working on these big shows, I'm a guest artist and they are a really well-established cast that have been together for, years and mm-hmm. it that can be very intimidating um yeah, but as i say everyone has been so friendly and so welcoming um and i haven't had like a bad experience anywhere or anything but <laughs> yeah, it's good. been amazing that's good. yeah and no, that's really interesting especially what you said about the camera as well like the the big difference there is it's capturing the subtlety and i imagine yeah. that's a totally different mindset to be in how you are projecting Absolutely. yourself which made me think then and this is probably relevant for both of you, especially um, Adam with sharp films that you've worked in as well. Mm. How, if you're on stage, of course, you're always on, you're always in that character because you're continuously acting. But when you're on set, and this is something I always think if I'm on set and watching an actor, is that you've always got to be on, but the actual film itself isn't always on. There's stop-start all the time. 
Mm-hmm. How do you kind of deal with that being part of the being the character, but having to then get yourself back in that place on a repetitive basis? Because imagine in theatre, you are completing a story from start to the end, mm. and you go through that journey with the other characters and the other actors. Whereas when you're shooting a film or a TV show, you've got to kind of do it in bits, but still hold that. So how yeah. do you kind of contest? with kind of being the character, but dealing with the practicalities of filming? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer first. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I think that's just all down to your preparation. You mm, have to work yeah. really, really closely with, you have to be um, super, super immersed in the material mm-hmm. before you uh, get in front of the camera. Um, and then obviously do your character work you know, and get yourself to the point where you can switch it on and off. I mean, I think that that's one of the main challenges that I found when I started working in TV was just a long periods of time when you're not doing anything. And, you know, actors tend to be very energetic people and we can feed off lots of energy, but there were these massive lulls where it's just, okay, just go like sit in this, they call it resting off, like go rest off, uh, you know, the next three hours and then come back and do what you need to do. And, you just need to, um, yeah, just exercise that muscle of being able mm. to switch it on and off. But I think that um, comes down to your preparation with the material beforehand and how how familiar you are with that character yeah, yeah. and that yeah, material. Yeah, sure. I think it's also not, it's a weird thing to say, but it's not, it's, a, it's not fearing to expose yourself, as in just let yourself be, um, let the camera pick up everything it can pick up. Um, just imagine, um, what, what was I trying to say? Uh, with the recent film I did, Unbelievable, um, at the start of this year, it was just purely improv. So there was kind of very little preparation in terms of character um, because mm-hmm. the whole thing was a, a 40 hour film challenge. It was for the um, okay. Manch- Manchester Film Festival um, with a great, uh, great crew. I just want to shout out to them, actually, director, India. Uh, Andrea, Chloe, Joseph and Luke who put the film together were just absolutely amazing. I don't know how they did that in two days, but they did. Um, but that was, yeah, completely improv. The character was just kind of given to me the night before. Um, and it was just a guy who had a very unhealthy obsession with bees. But I think the, the, the one thing... <laughs> so that... <laughs> funny. I, I did, really wasn't knowing what to expect when I watched that. And it was just like, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm so glad people uh, people find it funny because that was for me a, my biggest fear is not having that preparation time yeah. and yeah. not getting the chance to be like really sure. immersed in the character, the backstory, the history. Yeah. You have this thing called a hot seat in yourself as well, where you'd sit down, and ask yourself, someone asks you questions about the character, and you can answer them in a sort of quick fire mode, and you, and you really, you know, you're in that mind of that person. Whereas this one was just right, Adam this is the guy yeah. go for it and the whole thing was sort of very much ad lib and but i think the, the thing that you've just got to do is not be afraid mm-hmm. when you are improvising not be afraid to sound a bit like an idiot or yeah, to look a, at look a bit foolish yeah not be afraid to fail yeah there you go um and i think that's that's important as well with performance in front of a camera is just to l- allow yourself get rid of all your uh sort of hang-ups and doubts about yourself and performance and just allow yourself to be exposed and mm. uh, and that's kind of freeing in a way because you, you you might do something the director doesn't quite agree with but that's the point of that relationship with the director as well uh, because yeah. they'll give you the feedback you need and vice versa and it's kind of a it's a working relationship and i think that's the best thing about even with stage or film is it, as long as you have the right people yeah. around you you can really get that great performance out even if you've barely had time to do your research mm. yeah. yeah it's yeah, quite yeah. a different experience yeah. isn't it with unbelievable because mm. you didn't have that time but i think that's just where experience comes into it and trusting mm. yourself yeah, yeah. Um, okay yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where the accent came from it's just it's just <laughs> such a bizarre thing improv but i love it um but yeah uh, that was that was probably the highlight of probably the year really because we just about snuck that in in March okay. with, the, mm. with the film festival before everything kind of stopped. So that was, and that feels like a lifetime ago now. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I went to a few viewings at Manchester Film Festival. And I, oh, you went? I, yeah, yeah. 
it shows how close it was to kind of just sneaking in before lockdown because I remember like all the door handles being sanitized going in as like oh th- this is a thing isn't it um, <laughs> yeah, this is real what what is this? I was really hoping to go to more um this year because I've never really been to that many in the past and that kind of gave me the flavor for it so it's definitely in the future something like you said it's very much like working on set going meeting more people it gets you excited for other projects and uh, yes, things definitely. like that uh, but no interesting what you both said about um, then being in character and working on different sets because that's another thing that kind of fascinates me is, and the more I've learned about working alongside uh, crews and actors and watching more films quite like intensely and thinking about it a bit more is it's easy just to think that oh acting's acting you've got your script you perform it and there you mm-hmm. go but it's the techniques that go into it that deliver a different kind of outcome but also yeah, yeah the emotional experiences yeah you present yourself as a character but you've got to kind of get in touch with that character and you know cling on to something mm. so i find the kind of just the psychology of it really interesting as well <laughs> so um I, I like we said christina about having to trust yourself because there is that okay. element isn't of you have to let go at some point and i think that's yeah. just true with making films anyway i find this is you get to the point where you prepare so much and you feel like, okay, I need to prepare some more, but you've got to go and film it. And you're like, there's only yeah. so much you can do until the performance, until the moment happens. There's something kind of magical in that moment where it's out of everyone's control. It's yeah. just happening. No one's yeah. making yeah. it happen. It's just happening. Yeah, um, there's absolutely. Al- there's, there's always a risk that you over-rehearse something Yeah, well. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, um, yeah you, I think you, this is kind of a phrase that's thrown around a lot in the world of acting, but just like to commit to the moment. Yeah is mm. uh, such a terrifying thing to do because, <laughs> sure, yeah. uh, but essential, I think mm-hmm. if you look at any great performance, you're looking at someone that is committed to the character, but committed to um, something truthful in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's happening oh, that there. Sense. And it's, it's terrifying because you know that essentially everyone's going to be watching this performance. You're going to be judged to a certain extent, but that is where you know, the magic happens. Um, and that is definitely something that I am still working on. I think that's definitely a part of my craft that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is just that, yeah, that bravery of letting go and trusting yourself in the moment. But yeah, it's great yeah. when it happens. And it's always down to the team that you're working with. If you trust the people you're working with mm. and you've done the preparation beforehand. And I think just in terms of not even character preparation, but just trust work <laughs> and you know really respecting the people that you're working with uh that allows that to happen but yeah it's scary yeah yeah i bet and i, I fully get that about the idea of um in the moment letting that happen because the more i think about it, that is the real magic of film or any performance is that you're capturing a moment it's not just this has been written now it's been presented in a visual form it's this is a moment in time that's being captured and in many ways that's why theater is more special because that moment's mm. exclusive to the people mm. who are there so that moment mm. is only being witnessed by those people so mm. yeah that's fascinating that that is a process you have to go through of mm. letting yourself kind of go to that anyway i'm going to do a segue now back to <laughs> what you mentioned before adam of the um film that you wrote that you wanted to go into and the question i'm going to lead that into is um you said that you've worked on projects before and you're going to do some more in the future together what have you um, worked on previously? Uh, what you're looking to do in the future, and how how does that kind of uh, play out for you? What are the benefits of doing that? What do you enjoy about it? Um, well, the, one of the biggest ones <laughs> was uh, I feel like this is all kind of Christine, really, uh, because I was there. I like to think I helped, and I was in it. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> they definitely helped. Uh, but it was chosen, uh, which was yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, you know, we met through acting. So mm-hmm. that has been such a, a great thing that we've had in common. Mm. And it's so wonderful to, like, come home from a day of work and just know that the person that you're talking to, first of all, just understands what the hell you're on about. <laughs> it's mm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can relate to what you're saying. So, so that's great. And it's just wonderful to be able to work with each other. I don't think that's something that we do as much as I would like to, just because mm. of the constraints of normal life. But um, yeah, so we definitely plan to do more of it. Um, 
Yeah, so Chosen was... <laughs> okay, let's start. Oh, that's not Chosen. Chosen I'll, I'll was open a... the box now, I know, Marcus. Yeah, yeah okay. Let's, let's yeah. really it's going to turn into a therapy get, session. Get <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, so uh, Chosen was a full-length play that I wrote a while ago. We put it on in Manchester two years ago at uh, a place called... Uh, uh, the Brickworks, mm. which is actually underneath Barton Arcade on Deansgate. No one's ever heard of it, but okay. it's this like amazing labyrinth of like really spooky brick mm. archways. Like an under- and it's undercraft thing, right? Yeah, that's very intriguing. spooky. It's very atmospheric, and it was the perfect setting for my play, uh, which was about a family that um, gets lured into a religious cult. Okay. And oh. just about the psychology of why they're there, the psychology of the people who are already there, and it focuses specifically on the teenage uh, daughter in that family and whether she will choose to stay and become part of this world or leave. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very interested in kind of fringe group psychology in Mm -hmm. general, Um, so I'm just really drawn to anything to do with cult. So yes, there was a play that uh, we... Put on two years ago, it was, as I say, just literally throwing ourselves into something that we'd never done before, uh, finding the venue, making sure that everything was in place, selling the tickets. I directed it. I didn't actually uh, originally intend to direct it, but uh, the director that we had in place had some health issues and they had to pull out. Um, And I felt that I was so close to the project that I wasn't ready to then just hand it over to someone else. So... And I really trusted everyone involved uh, already at that point. So I thought, okay, so I've got to, I've got to do this. I was in it. So I wrote it, <laughs> directed it, produced it. I was in it. it really was going for it. Yeah. Really the going tri- for the it. The triple threat. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, some will call it overindulgent. I call it <laughs> committed. Yeah, committed. Um, no, we'll go with that for sure. Um, it was really, really challenging. And it really, really pushed me. But such a valuable experience mm. and so great and yeah I was in it and you were mm. great and you were a great support throughout that time um and by all accounts it was a success we yeah, we sold it, out sold out each and, night yeah yeah so yeah it was only on for two nights and I, I would really like to revisit it um and do it again but mm. yeah um and, yeah and as I say it's just great to work together in general and have that support and that understanding already already there yeah for sure no it's interesting what you said then about when you come home from a day working and you know you're speaking to someone who understands what you're saying and yeah. i've heard this a few times with the idea of um especially people in actors you know very unique kind of take on the world unique profession is yeah. that you know you, you then like i mentioned before see the world in a certain way you're kind of you think about things in a certain way would you say that is definitely I know you said it is a benefit, but is that something you think common amongst actors who is a very kind of, you do see the world and live the world in a certain way. So it's hard for other people to understand that who don't experience it. I, yeah, I cannot agree mm. with that enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like absolutely 100% actors have a particular type of brain and it's just okay. that's interesting i think you i think you just have to be a bit be mad. Su- no, yeah be a, no, no but genuinely like be yeah. slightly mad to yeah. first of all like put yourself out there in that way and be part of this sometimes crazy industry but i think you also have to have a lot of empathy and just so much curiosity about other people mm-hmm. to actually want to live their lives and mm. show their lives um, and I just, I can't really imagine doing anything else. Yeah. It just seems like almost the obvious thing to do. Mm. And I feel like with most of the actors I know, they feel mm. the same way. Like, oh, of course I have to be an actor because sure. I'm so interested in people. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting is it's a different way of putting yourself out there. There's so many times where in my life people have asked me to do a presentation or a public speaking thinking, oh, Adam, you you're an actor, you're used to doing that, you're used to getting out there and presenting yourself to an audience and stuff. But it's so not the same thing. Because at least when I'm, I say to people, when I'm I'm in a character, it's almost like a mask. I can Mm -hmm. hide behind whatever character I'm I'm playing and it's not the same as me, myself, getting up Mm. and doing a presentation or doing something at work or Mm. whatever. 
and it's just a very, very different ball game. I feel like people expect that I'm going to be a great public speaker. Well, mm-hmm. maybe if I was playing a role yeah, as yeah. a great public speaker, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit different when it comes to real life. And it's like, there's that, there's that difference as well that yeah. sometimes um, people don't quite get. Yeah. Um, no, that is, that's interesting. That's interesting. And because, <laughs> I mean, I could really drill down just in this topic for an hour specifically on this because this is the bit I find so fascinating and um, what we were discussing then of just the idea of people and how people think and stuff like that like I've always been fascinated with that without really realizing it so I'm just going to be slightly self-indulgent for a minute and just like so I I studied history at university and I feel like the history I really was intrigued about was people's very specific personal history because I like looking back a hundred years ago why does that person act in that way in that scenario and now i think why this has kind of took me into film and video and things like that is because i love the idea of trying to look at a situation and think about why does that person do that in that situation and i suppose acting is the ultimate way of embracing that and you know fully kind of studying it from within and that's Mm. kind of why i'm so fascinated to kind of ask you these things as well because i've only kind of looked at it from the outside but then putting yourself in a scenario when you're almost forcibly changing your view on the world to look at someone else's view of the world that i find that pretty fascinating so yeah what you're saying there about um being interested in people for actors i feel that's yeah yeah, that really that um appeals to me so that's really interesting anyway like i said i could really drill down into that into an hour but i'll try and not make this a psychological analysis (laughs) i think i think you definitely have a point there because i think the fact that you you do empathize with so many people from different walks of life as a performer but then you're you're also getting these stories out for audiences to watch as well which i think Mm -hmm. in general that's why the creative industries can like tackle societal rifts so much better than maybe other industries can or other other sectors because it's just you you're getting those you're getting those experiences out there in front of people to see mm. in a way that they can absorb and understand and yeah. hopefully empathize and re- with yeah, relate and relate to, to yeah, yeah. yeah and i think that's really really it's always going to be important definitely. Um, so yeah good definitely a good point is it would you say it's addictive going into like the idea of taking on someone else's persona because the idea of like the thrill of, okay, I'm someone else for this period of time and what you get out of playing that role. And then it's like, okay, I want to now feel the, the kind of emotion of someone else. Would that be a correct way of describing it? Or is it, is it a bit different than that? I'll let you answer that first and then I'll think about my answer. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, um, I get, yeah, definitely there is... There is something about it, I think, that um, draws me back over time. I think maybe it's an idea that I want to escape into someone else. It's definitely a form mm-hmm. of escapism for me as a performer to uh, get into the head of someone who who I think I could never understand, even if you're playing some of the you know the darkest sort of characters out there. Um, like I once played a real nasty piece of work who ended up getting shot and killed. He was, did I shoot you and kill I think you did, actually. I did, I think yeah, you did. I remember. Um, <laughs> and that was, you know, because I'm such a lovely person, really. Um, it's freeing <laughs> to sometimes play a real villain. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. Quite, that's quite addictive. Not in a weird way, you know. It's just, it's just something that, it's like when you get lost in a good book or when you're watching a TV show mm. yourself, you, you're getting the chance to literally be that. And, and and experience that and try and get into the mindset of someone other than yourself and do things perhaps that you know certainly some characters that are, I played that are much braver than me much more eloquent than me mm. and it's exciting to be able to think oh maybe I could be like this so you know not every character I've played because some have been despicable but the night the nicer ones um you learn things from your character yeah. I think that's yeah. a really important um <laughs> Part of the journey as an actor is just learning things mm. about people, learning more about psychology in general, but also learning about yourself mm-hmm. and comparing, okay, well, this is what this person is doing in this situation for this reason, because they want this. What am I like? Is that what yeah. I would do? And how do I 
bridge the gap between me and this other person. So I think, yeah, I think to answer your question, yeah, definitely there's there's something really addictive about that. Mm. But I think what I'm drawn to is just the idea of connection. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah. think just connecting with and understanding someone else and literally putting yourself through a process of forcing yourself to understand mm. another person's perspective. It's like, it doesn't matter if you have absolutely nothing in common with them or you really disagree with what they've done or what they think. Yeah. You have to get there as an actor. You mm-hmm. have to be on the side of your character. And it's quite amazing, actually. Mm. And I think, but also like another aspect of it that I just genuinely find really addictive is just that all the bes- behind the scenes parts of it and mm, yeah. bonding with the crew and bonding with the cast mm, and yeah. you get honestly like so close to the people you work with yeah. and it's such mm. a collaborative thing and that part of it is so wonderful it's so it is mm. addictive yeah you talk about the psychological aspect it's, it is for me i don't know whether other performers out there would agree but it's definitely a form of therapy for, mm. me, for me and really quite cathartic whenever i'm whenever i'm doing a process of filming or or a play or anything like that it's mm. um, unbelievably just puts me at ease and makes me feel like this yeah this is where i belong yeah. and don't get me wrong I, I enjoy what i do outside of acting as well and it, i write for a living very creative but i think you know in, invariably i'd always get drawn back to yeah. performance because that it's just as it just gives me this sense of freedom that i just i don't think anything else does mm-hmm. and it's probably because again i get to get to hide myself a bit and just show people another another character but you're definitely right the the bond you make with the cast and crew and the go, going through that process is like you're on a constant high and then whenever that ends you're just looking for that next one that, yeah, that yeah, next yeah. fix the next of, hit, yeah. of creativeness nah, i get that i get that and know what you're saying there about it kind of the idea of being a bit like therapy because you're exploring ideas and feelings and like you said christine like that connection that you're looking for is yeah. how often in life do you just have a setup where you have all the ideas running on in your head but you can just kind of put them out there and play with them and see where they land whereas <laughs> in a scenario like that you're surrounded by people who are all got the same goal as exploring these ideas and it's yeah. the kind of safe environment of knowing everyone's going towards that and it's a kind yeah. of you know a bit of a playground to put those out there uh no that's really interesting so thank you for going through that because that has ticked the box in my head of exploring the psychological elements of it because <laughs> i love thinking about these things and like i said that could be a whole episode in itself so yeah, yeah, yeah. what does it all mean <laughs> exactly before it really, really gets out of hand and like um, we're banging the head against the keyboard i think that's a good exploration of psychology for now let's go back to some more uh, uh projects and uh, chat about stuff that maybe you are working on now or looking to do in the future Mm. I'll go back to you, Adam, and um, with foam. We mentioned mm. that in the intro. Totally different genre to what we were chatting about before with Unbelievable. It's intense. It gets dark. Thriller element, bit horror. What yeah. can you say about that project? What kind of drew you to it and what was involved in it? Yeah, no, foam was really cool. It was um, basically the, the very talented director, Daniel Peters. Um, I've worked with him previously earlier in the year, uh, which again feels like a lifetime ago, um, ended up kind of wanting me back for another role. Um, cool. And it was we it was in Bristol, uh, we shot the thing. And um, it was kind of his script, uh, set in the middle of these woods. Uh, I don't want to go into too, too much spoilerific stuff, but it's basically a young couple um, go camping to try and rekindle something that they've lost. And then... Um, discover something frightening in the woods and uh, it goes from there quite sinister but um it was a lot of fun and um, yeah. there were points where um i really had to push myself um, i was gonna say it looked challenging as yeah as yeah as yeah it was far more challenging it was i don't want to say more challenging than something like unbelievable because i love playing a guy obsessed with bees <laughs> uh, i loved i loved having a laugh on set but that this was very much physically challenging as yeah well. yeah you had to have a laugh between takes because during the takes it was horrific mm-hmm. <laughs> um you, you know you're trying to capture that really uneasy vibe that makes viewers almost want to look away from the screen um but daniel um 
he's he's so good at capturing great shots. I don't know if you've probably seen some of the some of the footage yourself. It just looks incredible. And I think that always helps from a performance point of view. If a person behind the camera can really capture every single minutia of detail that you're giving them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, really... So that's fun. And also when you've got a great co-star as well, I just have to mention uh, Eve Gordon, who I got to act opposite with foam. She's a, a good friend of mine. Mm. And you're look, lucky enough sometimes to get to act opposite actors that are actually, um, you know, you have a friendship with. Mm-hmm. Um, and just put me completely at ease on set with her as well. So that was a really great experience. And I've never actually been to Bristol, shockingly. So it was nice to go... <laughs> Nice to go to Bristol, even if it was just in the woods, yeah, <laughs> yeah, shooting in a, in, a, in a hotel. It was still lovely to kind of do that, especially when, you know, auditions and stuff have kind of dried up over this period. It was nice to get back into it and it felt like very much getting back in the saddle. Um, and it was a really cool experience. Yeah. And when, yeah, where's great. that at the minute? Um, will it be released online? Is it going to film festivals? Yeah, so Daniel's done He's such a fast editor um uh, i think he's done it he's it's re- he's releasing it online on monday i think so people Fantastic. can see that i think i think it's gonna be on youtube and then he's, he's got plans to kind of get it into some sort of horror film festivals i believe uh, so i can't wait to see how it does um but yeah it'll be available from monday i believe cool well i'll i'll put that link amongst all the other ones we've chatted about in the description for that so if anyone wants <laughs> to check them out and can get on that i feel that's what you say when you host a podcast isn't it all the yeah, links yeah, in the description exactly so i'll do a bit of admin sort that out no that sounds exciting we'll get everyone on that um well similar question to you, Christina, is there anything you've been working on now and or anything, uh, future exciting projects you've got lined up? I'm working on a few different scripts at the moment um, and they really, really are still in the developmental stages. Um, I'm, I can be a little bit inconsistent with writing and I think that's something that a lot of writers can relate to, the problem of procrastination and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. um, I'm trying to get better, put a bit more of a structure in place. So... Um, I'm writing a short at the moment, um, which, what can I say about that? Uh, It comes from a very personal place. It's about loss, particularly the loss of a parent. Um, uh, Yes, quite dark, very emotional, um, but I haven't figured out like the final points of the plot. That's still just in development. Um, And I'm writing another play, uh, which will be another full-length play, which... this sounds a bit wrong. It's a comedy, but I also want it to look at um, depression, particularly uh, depression in young men. Okay. Um, because that was just something that's been at the forefront of my mind, looking at kind of the crazy male suicide rates at the moment. But hmm. um, yeah, so those two projects are just in the developmental stages, but I'm enjoying writing them. I think really in terms of, what I like to write, I always uh, has a, a theme of mental health there in there somewhere. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working on at the moment. And yeah, it will get to the stage where we're casting, but it's not quite there yet. Oh, fantastic! Sounds interesting. And like you said, those those themes definitely ones that you know you've got a lot to work with there. But I like hearing that there's this is something that's passionate someone's passionate about but also mm. there is something to it as an emotional drive because you were saying now oh, you don't have necessarily the plot points but you know they always yeah. come through don't they as long as yeah, there's a yeah, kind of yeah. core drive to it that's what brings it out in the end yeah absolutely so, no i find that i find that i always have to write when i'm feeling it yeah. so okay, it's like sure. if i sit down and think okay i've got to write now i've got to write a page of whatever it's never going to be my best stuff, but mm-hmm. just whenever I'm feeling it, whenever it's authentic or whenever something really inspires me, that I've got to catch that moment and, and jot it down somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so that works for me. Um, but yeah, it's just about, it's, it comes from a really, really strong personal, emotional place. So I think if I can just capture that and then make the plot work for that, then I'll be okay. But it's just that process of getting it to a coherent place. Mm. Yeah, great. Well, I look forward to seeing how they develop. Sounds great. 
Okay, well, believe it or not, we've been chatting for about 45 minutes now, so I'm going to oh, make some wow. kind of effort to get us to a coherent end point. Um, so <laughs> I've got like three little areas I kind of want to put you away, and, and they're all a bit unrelated, um, but I'm going to kind of just throw them out there and see if any of them have any interest. So the first one, fairly simple, and I like asking this, even if it's just for me, recommendations for what to watch on a Sunday afternoon, is who would you say... Um, you're inspired by whether oh, it be in oh, theatre. I knew you ask this question. Or, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> or even if it's just as simple as what you're watching at the minute that you enjoy, that you think people uh, would get something from. Mm. So, oh God, you know, even tricky. if you're just so, what's been on your Netflix. But I'd say the two things that I've watched recently that have just absolutely blown me away by normal people. No, oh, oh. I was so hoping you were going to say that. Oh. I bought the book today. <laughs> Did you just say you watched it today? No, I just bought the book today. I watched ah, it when right. it came out, oh, nice. and I feel like it changed me. <laughs> and like, and you've seen me, it, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've asked you the question, but I need to have a little rant about it. Um, I feel like I didn't want to recommend it to people at first, and I think a lot of people reviewed it in this way because it felt like mine. Like, I felt like yes, it was made yes. for me, and a lot of people have said that, and I was really yeah. reluctant to recommend it to other people because I was like, no, this is this is my thing, and I want to take yeah. a step back from it. Other people have yeah. been like, yeah, yeah, it, connect, it really tapped into something like of a generation. Um, Absolutely. Sorry, you can say your. Uh, I can. Li- I can literally go on about this for ages. I was going to say as well. I think that the, what I loved about it as well is that you, you often get just as as a writer going back to writing scripts. You think, oh, I've got to add a big, yeah, huge dramatic thing in, or some otherworldly thing, or like I'm always thinking I'm outside the box trying to like. But then coming into normal people, I think actually it's just about two people yep. and their relationship. Mm. That's it. That's simple it. Yeah, exactly. storytelling, yeah. but so compelling, so I don't know. Was it? It felt like so real, yeah. so relatable. Like everyone could watch that and and just understand immediately mm. what was going on. And also, such a great examination of like the different stages of life that you go through, and like yeah, what sure. love and relationships mean to you at the different stages of your life. And but mm. yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it was um, a masterclass in how to not overwrite a scene and how mm, to really yeah. trust your actors mm. and trust the audience mm. to mm. get what's going on. Yeah. Or even yeah, not yeah. overwrite an entire storyline and just go crazy. Mm. You know, it's just a very simple plot and so real, so compelling, so relatable. I just love Connell. Connell. I, love the guy. I think he's, his name's Paul Meskel. Right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just love the way he played that part. I think I'm so jealous <laughs> yeah because it then within that explored a lot of different things like you were saying about uh the mental health side of it and with the kind of male yeah. depression as well it just it taps into that without it really being the exact lead of the story is a big part that kind of chugs along without you quite realizing what's going on till at near the end you're like ah that was that was the kind of main mm. storyline going through his experience mm. yeah absolutely just, so it was um, and it was stunning as well like visually it was fantastic oh, so well shot just so everything glad you said about that. it <laughs> everything about it just ticked all my boxes um another thing that i watched recently was um i may destroy you mm. okay uh, which was that. just th- that's quite um it's a really intelligent complex look at trauma mm. um and the story is told in a really kind of non-linear way, um, but in a way that kind of makes sense psychologically and makes sense emotionally. Um, it's just amazing. And uh, the lead and the writer, Michaela Cole, is just one of my inspirations. So, yeah, yeah. I thought that was one of the most intelligent portrayals of trauma and the complexities of that mm. I'd ever seen. So, yeah, those That's two good. things I yeah. would pick out. Just to go off tangent slightly, just been very different, very diabolical, as you'd say. The Boys. I don't know if you've oh, been yeah. watching The Boys. I've not. I've not. Oh, it's it's amazing. Do you, do you know about it? Have you seen any? I feel like it's in my head, but I can't place what it is. Oh, tell it's me basically more. Basically, a it's a it's set in a world where basically superheroes are controlled by a sort of social media PR company, and they're just kind of products, okay. basically. And behind the scenes, they're all sort of prima donna 
uh, very self-obsessed people who have no real interest in saving others, and they're just a yeah. just a marketing ploy. And it turns out the guy, uh, the main Homelander is called the main superhero, who's meant to be Superman, is just kind of a narcissistic, sociopathic madman. Is it, and we, uh, I, I actually forget the name of the actor, which is terrible, but he's uh, played so brilliantly. But I'll, I'll Google him. Um, played played so brilliantly, but yeah, it's a really kind of, it's really funny. Um, but, but also really dark, brutally and, and, dark, as yeah, well. and takes a kind of different look at the whole superhero thing, which is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I like the premise. That's like a good premise. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing those. I always like to try and shoehorn that in as the podcast is called the Glacé Film Club. So any kind of TV <laughs> or film uh, recommendations, think is always good to get in there. Okay, no, cool. that's the the first of my three uh, topics to cover. The next one is. Uh, a bit unrelated, and we've managed to go the whole podcast without really mentioning the pandemic, but this this uncomfortable <laughs> theory. So a theory I've heard knocking about, and which I'm well behind, is that post-pandemic we're going to have a, like, a cultural renaissance because mm. everyone's realised during this period of being locked up is that a lot of people take arts and the arts for granted and mm. we've rallied against that for a long time now where people just go it's not that important whether that be in mm. schools or whatever but what people have realized when they've been said oh there you can have six months of your life where you can still practically do your job at home um, um a lot of people are still gonna get paid for doing the same things this isn't everyone of course but you just can't go and do any of the fun stuff of life and then realise, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. there's no colour or excitement or anything to my life now. Um, I need something <laughs> like a, a gig or I want to go to the theatre or I want to kind of express myself. So yeah. the theory is, like in the 20s and with the baby boomers, we're going to have a real <laughs> thrust of like people appreciating theatre and appreciating films and music and stuff like that I don't expect you to give me any prophecy I just wanted to throw that out there and see what you thought about this theory gosh that's interesting I can only say that I hope that is true Mm. Um, I mean you see stories all the time about um, you know funding for the arts being cut left right and centre and like okay well this is the obvious kind of non-essential subject let's cut that I hope that there's Mm more appreciation for the process of making the shows that people enjoy um and like what actors have to go through to like produce good work and everyone involved not just actors of course um i hope that there is more of an understanding and more of an appreciation for it and just more of an exploration of it i think that a lot of people feel like it's it lives in a separate world like the creative arts just is separate to them or it's something Mm -hmm. really out there or weird or like unrealistic like why would you try and do that and i hope that that. people can find it more Mm. inspiring and more accessible and that it encourages people into into the industry more i hope so you tend to forget as well that we've all i think uh, a lot of people throughout lockdown and stuff like that have kind of suffered through not keeping up with their kind of fitness or nutrition but i think you, mm-hmm. you forget that a lot of creatives have carried on making stuff online that people can mm-hmm. like you know um get through during lockdown and that's mental nourishment as well because sure, actually they've been given them that you need that when you're stuck inside or when you when things have uh, you know kind of a bit downhill it's the creative and the arts are actually fueling people you're kind of consuming that and it's giving you some nourishment for your, for your mind and i think that's hugely important hugely yeah. valuable I think you spot on that. Yeah, basically, itself is. Sorry, go on. I was just going to hit the nail in the head there because that's exactly the point. I think is people then realizing that it is part of life. It's part of a healthy life. Part of an exciting life. That it's not just a nice thing. Yeah. Some people. Oh, that's nice that you do acting, isn't it? Like, oh, great. (laughs) But it's not important. Of course, it is. All these things. And as we've realised when that's been taken away from us, that life's just the kind of going through the motions. If you don't have any of the other stuff, and you know that doesn't take anyone anywhere. Anyway, it's, it's, the theory of the Roaring Twenties round two, that's what I just wanted to put Yeah, I yeah hope, definitely. I hope that comes to fruition. Yeah. It's, it's so important. It's not just good for the economy. I just think I'm just going to go over the political now. But yeah, <laughs> the arts industry is so, it brings people together anyway from towns and cities. It's, it's 
intrinsic to creating a, a voice for places and people Definitely. and you know kind of fostering a sense of uh, civic pride and i think it's never gonna if we neglect that and yeah, like, what, what kind of world are we going to emerge yeah. into if we neglect the arts that's what i want to know absolutely i think that, that's a very good round off sentence for that. <laughs> yeah. that's going to go for the quote on the image bit, of this episode bit too the deep there maybe bit too no deep. never no, never like too it. deep on Rowling. this podcast <laughs> um so the, the final thing i wanted to round off with was that we have chatted about this and gone into it, but if you could boil it down to kind of one thing is, um, so we've chatted about how acting, it meet, what it means to you and what it gives you, but if you had to boil it down as what is the kind of main thing you get out of acting and what you would kind of miss if you weren't acting, what does it mean to your life? in the sense of, is it an identity? Does it give you nourishment? Does it make you see the world in a different way? What's the what's the main thing you think you get out of going through this process and making films, performing, and things like that? Real big Gosh. one to end it. It is. <laughs> it is a big one. Whew. You only ask us the easy questions, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to go? Yeah, I think, gosh, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I think the main thing that I would... I, I feel I would lose would be uh, on the one hand connection so mm-hmm. just as, as I was saying before just that process of uh, finding a character and connecting with a character and understanding someone else and walking in their shoes is such a valuable process to go through and it gives me a sense of wider connection to other human beings yeah, yeah. that I don't get in the same way from anything else. And then on the flip side of that, also just the sense of connection that you get from working with a team on a project. Mm. You know, when you work with a a really amazing team, you're all, as you said said before, working towards the same goal. And you really believe in the story that you're telling. It's such a bonding great great positive positive experience so i i'd miss the connection and i'd miss i'm just a very imaginative person i just like when i was a kid my mom always used to say oh you're away with the fairies again and my (laughs) you know when i was away with the fairies i was dreaming of characters and scenarios and i was writing but it was always just internal um so i would miss just getting to express myself in lots of different ways and and really kind of push the limits of my imagination i think yeah mm. so connection Fantastic. and imagination yeah thank you oh, that was good i definitely would agree with that yeah um it's it's just for me it's it's just completely freeing i think if my life was without it i don't think i'd i don't think i'd fare too well it would be like golem without the ring um <laughs> a bit <laughs> It's like, and it's my precious. I can't even do. I can't, I'm not even going to bother doing an impression. I can't. Uh, but I just, yeah, I, it, that, everything you said, the bonding experience, getting to live in the in the shoes of the characters, you get the um, the privilege to, to play, mm. and living through experiences you probably never would have done. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, I was in a play years ago, um, Journey's End, set in World War One, and that was an incredible experience. Um, not only from the set design, from the crew, from everything we were wearing was the genuine real deal. You felt like, you know, you were kind of, you, you know, you were there in the trenches and it, it, you, you it, just being able to live those moments through a character, through a performance is so, it's so freeing for me, so magical. I could never let that go. I've, I've had a, I've had a taste of it ever since I was 16. I never want to stop. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it w- I definitely wouldn't be complete without it in my life, um, which is why regardless of whether I'm auditioning, what agent I'm with, I, I carry on writing mm. to to give myself that push and keep doing it anyway, no matter what's happening yeah. outside of acting. I'll always come back to it and I'll always keep keep going with it because it just gives me that sense of fulfillment, that sense of pride um, and and... I, I love the people I've met throughout that journey yeah. and will continue to meet. You create um, a family a, yeah. along the way. Very biased, but I, you, you just love creatives. Like you, Marcus, like everyone. That we're meeting oh. in this wonderful family of ours. Oh, Absolutely. Amazing. No, I fully get that. 
Well, I think that was a very beautiful <laughs> answer and a, a fantastic way to round things up. I think we've covered some very nice areas there. We've talked about our favourite things to watch as well as going in the, the depths of what it means to act. So I think we've covered some great stuff and um, I'm excited to go and share it with everyone. So I'm excited. thank you very thank much you so for having the conversation. Um, no, thanks so keeps... much for having us. It's been great. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, well, it keeps me happy to have these conversations and be able to uh, uh, get it all out there. But obviously, um, chatting about these things with different people, especially with you guys who've acted in so many different things, so you can share your experiences and hopefully I can take some stuff with me and go on into the future. So, <laughs> we've had a good hour-long conversation there and it rounds well, it off well. nicely for us. And um, we will sign off talk. and I'll say thank you for joining us and we will speak again in the future. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow, how good was that? I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. I really did. For me, it was great to learn about acting as that's something I've never really got involved with, but I loved where the conversation went. I love how deep it got and also them sharing their real passion about what they do. And that's what was really exciting about it. And that's why these conversations are fantastic. Both Adam and Christine obviously love what they do. They take loads from it. And for me, I found that really inspiring and I hope you listening to it felt that as well. So I'm gonna put links to the things that we talked about in there new films, past films, go and check them out. There's some really good um, stuff online of theirs that you can go and watch. And obviously, keep your eyes peeled for anything else that they put out there in the future. Fantastic conversation. I'm going to keep more of these coming in the future as well as the regular film reviews. Thank you for listening once again to the Glacé Film Club and I'll speak to you again very soon.